Yeah, yeah. Tell me, fellas, have you seen her? It was about five minutes ago when I seen a hottest chick that a youngin' never seen before. I say, yo, tell her, cause I wanna meet her. On second five, that ain't the way to go. I gotta give a game proper, spit it so she get it, cause she is, I gotta stop her. Or should I talk about a smile? Or what about a style? I'm out of time, she's out the door, I gotta go for mine. I think I'll see you. Don't know your name, but excuse me, miss. Oh, yeah. And I gotta admit that you got my intention, you're making me want to see Excuse me, miss. I say the last dance for you. I got me in my uh, Chris Brown bag. Welcome back. You got it. Episode nine. Um. Yeah, been a while since I talked to y'all. Um. Had some things going on. And I didn't want to pod till after uh, I went to the Chris Brown concert the other day. But we'll get into that in a second. Shout out to my Spotify listeners. Shout out to my Anchor listeners. Shout out to anybody listening to from wherever you listening at, tuning in at. Appreciate the love. Still following me on this journey. And, and, and I've been enjoying it. So I'm I'm uh, real appreciative of any plays that I get. And you know, we're gonna continue to continue to uh feed the masses with this with this information, man. So we just gonna continue to keep potting and keep expressing ourselves freely. So shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to everybody that's still, you know, out here grinding on a daily basis. You know, the end of the week is almost here. It's Thursday. One more day to the weekend. And, and, you know, hopefully you can kind of get some sort of relaxation or, or reprieve or whatever you got going on. Um, and for those that got to work on the weekend... Like I do, I mean, you know, the marathon continues. So, salute Nipsey. Um, but yeah, I, I just came back from the Chris Brown concert. It was the other day. And, I mean, it's a hot take, man. And I don't, you know, it's it's real tough, man. But I know people ain't going to want to hear it, man. But Chris Brown is better than Michael Jackson, man. Yeah, I said it. Chris Brown better than Michael Jackson. I've been to Chris Brown concerts. Um, I've never seen Mike Michael Jackson live, but I mean, I've seen him on TV many a times, man. Michael Jackson's not doing the stuff that Chris Brown can do on the stage, man. He he's, he's he can't. He he just. I mean, times might be different. Dancing might have might have changed, and and. You know, the styles and all that stuff. But come on, man. I mean, anybody that's seen Chris Brown live knows that Michael Jackson cannot do what he does on stage, man. Michael Jackson was not that athletic. 
I mean, he just didn't have that. I mean, he might not have had the, the choreographers or, or whatever, but I, and I think Chris Brown choreographers, I think that's the word that I'm using, looking for, choreographer. Or does it, well, designs his own dances. So, yes, Michael Michael Jackson did the moonwalk, and he was, you know what I mean? He's He's kind of regarded as the king of pop. But... Chris Brown then stole that title, man. And the only reason why people don't think he didn't stole that title is because people holding on to Michael Jackson's legacy. That that's the only reason why. It's time to let it go, man. We have a modern day Michael Jackson, um, who's better than Michael Jackson, who's whose song catalog is 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 probably better than Michael Jackson's too. His stage presence is better than Michael Jackson's. I mean, it's just ridiculous, man. Like what Chris Brown can do on a stage is is unprecedented. Not to mention, like the records. Not to mention the records, man. I mean, he he'll give you dance dance music, pop. Love songs, R and B, um, I mean hip hop. He can rap. I mean, he his range is just is, is unlimited. You name it, he can do it. That Michael Jackson wasn't rapping. You know what I'm saying? Chris Brown will hit you with a freestyle, a hot sixteen, and, and Mike can't do that, man. I mean, we, we. I definitely spoke about Chris Brown before on this pod, on this podcast, and I mean, it, yeah, man, it's, it's just time, man. It's time to it's time to appreciate that that man for what he is, and, and don't take him for granted, because we ain't gonna see another one like him. People thought that about Mike, and then he came along. I I highly doubt that we see somebody like Chris Brown in the future. I highly doubt it. I mean, they, you know, somebody may, might try, but all the things that he can do, all the songs, and then at the concert he did a he did like a a little memory lane where he did all his throwback songs. Come on, man! I mean, the throwbacks are are ridiculous. I started out the pod with a throwback with the "Excuse Me, Miss That Thing." He did deuces. Um, she ain't you. <clears throat> New flame. Um, popping. Come on, man. Popping. That that jam is crazy. Party, pills and automobiles. Lick. I mean, it. I mean, privacy. It. I mean, it. I, I mean, I don't even know what to say, man. Like the list just goes on and on. Questions. What's that beeping noise? Oh, I don't know. Um, grass ain't greener. Tempo, like I mean, I, I, yeah, it's it's just crazy, man. It, it's just crazy. And then, I mean, the album he he just dropped the Indigo album. The songs on there are are ridiculous. Starting with the intro, <laughs> the Indigo, the Come Together record with her. Red, red is is is. I don't even know what to say about that. And I already talked about the Heat record. 
Yeah, man. I mean, he he's a true entertainer. Chris Brown is a true entertainer. And I thoroughly enjoyed myself with the concert. Um it was it was live to say the least. Uh he did and I, and that's another thing, man. He did he was on the stage for hours. Like he had an intermission. That's how long he was on the stage. Who else who else was doing that? Where they're on the stage for hours and they to the point where they need an intermission. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Who else is doing that? Ain't nobody else doing that, man, but Breezy, man. It's time to give him his flowers, man. But but yeah, overall though, the show was 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 it was it was a great concert. Um Yellow Beezy opened up and, and I like Yellow Beezy. The song on me is is one of my favorite songs. Um I got to kind of tune into some more, you know, records that he got. Um but I guess there's some more tracks that he got coming out. Uh, his set was was pretty good. Um, Joiner Lucas, who who I'm not really well versed on, um, but he had a good set. He had a couple jams. You know, he has a real controversial record uh, about race that he that he performed, um, and that that was that was really you know that was really heartfelt and it, it you know it it's really relevant to the times. Um, Ty Dolla Sign was there, and as I told y'all before, Ty Dolla Sign is is basically he's the equivalent of Drake. He's a cheat code. Any song you put him on, I mean, it's automatically a hit. I mean, he's on that that uh, Hot Girl Summer with Meg and and Nicki, and I mean, when that thing came off in the, in the concert, that thing rings off. That jam rings off, man. People was going crazy when he when he, when the beat dropped on that. But his his catalog is 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 very strong as well. Um, Tory Lanez was there. Tory Lanez, and I guess since Tory been kind of quiet, people didn't forget about him. But his catalog is is one of the better catalogs. Uh, Say It is one of the tougher tunes, um, R&B joints. And Tory, Tory's a, he's a rap, you know, R&B kind of fazant too as well. Um, he ain't on a Chris Brown level, but he, he's still strong. Um, he did Talk To Me, that jam rings off. Shooters, that jam is, is crazy. <clears throat> I mean... Yeah, man. I mean, the concert was was official. If you missed it, I feel sorry for you. I, I don't know what to tell you, but because it's like, who, who in their right mind wants to miss, like, what the greatest performer of our generation, concert? Like, I'm not missing that. I'm sorry, I'm not missing that. So, I mean, yeah, I'm not missing that. So, whatever the ticket price is, I'm paying. I'm not missing that. That's like history in the making. Who who wants to miss history? So salute to Chris Brown and everybody else he brought with him on a on a hell of a concert, man. Salute, man. And and you know what? I'm gonna say this, man. The, the, probably the main reason why people don't want to give Chris Brown his props is because of the whole thing with Rihanna. 
So you take that whole, you take that little mishap away. <clears throat> I mean, people will be, be definitely be, will be giving Chris Brown his flowers, man, right now. Um, but speaking of Rihanna, yeah, shout out to Rihanna, man. She got a lot going on right now. The the rumor has it is that she's she's uh she's releasing some new music before the end of the year. And it sure seems like it because what we're seeing right now with her all over social media after her not being there for a long time, um, it is a rollout, man. What we're getting is is a rollout. The Rihanna rollout. The fashion shows, all the posts that she's doing. Um I mean she Yeah, man. She she's she's definitely gearing up for something. I don't know what it is, but she's gearing up for something. Because she ain't been posting this much on social media in a long time. So <clears throat> You better believe that something's coming. I don't know what it is, but something's coming. So she's been doing that Savage Fenty fashion show, um, posting about that. And I guess that that was super lit. Um, of course, you know, I'm not fortunate enough to get to anything like that. But, I mean, you know, if, if, if you've been following uh, Rihanna, you know that her whole little Fenty and, and her Fenty line is, is blowing up. Clothes, makeup, all that stuff is is definitely blowing up. Um, she's taking the fashion world and the makeup world by storm. When when the music stops, I mean, she just she just went to another avenue and ain't miss a beat. She ain't miss a beat, man, and and that's that's what leads me to think that. Um, yeah, man, some music is coming. Because this rollout that she got going on right now is crazy. So, I mean, I don't know if anybody else is seeing it, but I know that she was, she was, I ain't going to say she was quiet, but she was, she was rather quiet um, for, for a little bit on social media. Wasn't really, you know, wasn't really doing too much posting. Um, And then now all of a sudden we getting... We getting like a post a day for real, and so, um, yeah, man, it's been it's been good to see because she is she is uh, <laughs> you know, she's the goat. So just just like uh, Breezy's the goat, Rihanna's the goat, man. I mean, she's heaven sent, man. Looks, music wise, you name it. I mean, Rihanna is uh, yeah, man. She's 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 baddest in the game to me. Um, you know, there's always a debate between her and Beyonce, look wise. Um, but look wise, I'm taking Rihanna all day. Um, music wise, I'm probably gonna roll with Beyonce, but but looks, yeah, I'm I'm rolling with Riri, man. You know what I'm saying? She's a goddess, man. I don't know what anybody else is thinking about, but Rihanna is a goddess, man. Okay, heaven sent. But there, I'm 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 anticipating the music though that that she got coming, we ain't got no music from her since sheesh. I want to say twenty eighteen, maybe. Um, with the anti album, 
So I want to say that might have been 2018. Um, let me fact check that real quick. Okay, so that was 2016. No, that can't be right, man. Well, yeah, no, that was the last album she had. Anti, yeah. So that's we ain't getting no music from Rihanna since twenty since twenty sixteen. One twenty eight sixteen was the release of the Anti album, which was a classic. Every song charted. Um, yeah, so it's, it's it's gonna be good to get some new Riri music. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I believe the public, everybody else is looking forward to it too, because. I mean, she is, you know, like I said, she is, she is iconic, man. She, she will be considered a megastar. Once again, we get back into that, that megastar, superstar conversation, and you will have to consider Rihanna and Chris Brown both megastars. So, yeah, but I appreciate, you know, I'm loving the rollout, but you can definitely tell some new music or something is coming from Rihanna because she's very active. Right now on social media. I kind of want to switch lanes to. um, The Takashi 6ix9ine. Taking the stand. And and the whole. Him. You know snitching and and all that. That that was been going on over social media lately. Um, Yeah it's. It's. Man, we I mean we I, we all knew this was coming. We all knew that this was coming, okay? He he had been slated to testify when he first got picked up on that little Rico act with him and the rest of his is I think it's the bloods. I'm you know, I'm I'm not really don't really know too much about gangs. But him and the bloods and, and all that thing that they have going on. So it's been known for a long time that he was going to snitch. And sure enough, when he got up on that stand, he told everything. He done brought other rappers involved. Jim Jones, Casanova, Trippy Red, Cardi. Like, he even brought Cardi in it. Like, he up there telling, man. Like, so they must have offered him full immunity because he up there, he's saying... Everything. So, I mean, it, it's it, it's brought a it's brought a whole conversation up about snitching and telling and and things of that nature. And sheesh, it, it's yeah, man, it's a rough situation, man. It is a rough situation. But the fact of the matter is that he told on everybody that was close to him. He told on people that weren't close to him. And it's just not a good look for him. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's a certain thing to, to, to tell, I guess, when you're talking about a law-abiding citizen. So if you, you know, never committed a crime in your life and you are clean as a whistle and nothing has you've never done anything wrong before and something happens to you more than likely I can see that you you telling and nobody giving you any flack the flip side of that is that if you are someone that is in the gang culture 
um, quote unquote, a street person. And you live by the code of no snitching. And then you go off and tell. That's not that's not going to look good for your character. Okay, I mean, I'm and and wait, let me let me just put this out there. I'm not saying that telling for anybody is good at all. I'm not saying that. Um, but to be doing what he was doing prior to getting arrested and then going and then trying to tell, yeah, it's 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 not good at all, man. It's not good at all. And I and I think I I believe I seen uh a I wanna say yeah, I guess it was a meme that was on uh somewhere on the social media. I'm not sure where it was at. But um it, it you know it basically stated that the police got a blue code, the mafia has a code of silence, the government has the gag order, politicians plead the fifth. Yet they try to make our culture think snitching is okay. Snitching is not a street thing. It's just morally wrong. Okay. Like I said, I'm not saying that telling is good, you know, good or bad either way, but it does it does say something about your character. Um all those other people had you know what I mean, and the police code is, is, is real. The mafia code is real. The plead the fifth thing is real. You know what I mean? So telling is is not really good in a lot of different walks of life. And so, <clears throat> I mean, we got to kind of, we, we got to kind of figure out how we're going to go about this, this no snitching thing moving forward. Um, because like I said, it, it really depends on what your situation is. Um, your character is always going to be in question, called into question if if you do tell um, and you are a quote unquote street person. So your 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 character will always be called into question. If you are an innocent, law abiding citizen, more than likely you won't care what people think about you if you do tell on somebody. So it really, it really is not, um, it's not relevant to you. So, but that, I mean, like I said, that takes you to a whole nother, whole nother conversation, man. If you don't feel as if you can handle any sort of pressure, any sort of heat coming from a situation that you got yourself involved in, just don't get involved in it. Just don't get involved in it, man. It's that simple. Do not get involved in it. Just go on about your life. Be be the law-abiding citizen that you are. And 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 that's it, man. That's it. It's that simple. So, I mean, you know, that that but but you know, when 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 involved in a situation like he was in, I I think it was known that he was going to snitch. Um these people that he surrounded himself with were not really his friends. They essentially extorted him and used him 
for his money, his platform. And then these dudes turn around and kidnap him, steal money from him, jewelry, um, threaten his baby's moms, etc., etc., etc. So in his eyes, the way he's looking at it is that it's either them or him, and it ain't going to be him. So he like, oh, well, bunk it. Now, that's his choice. That's the choice he got to live with. I know a lot of a lot of other people would have chose a different route. But that's his choice and he got to live with it, but I mean, at the end of the day, that's how he's looking at it. And and I know that's how he's looking at it because he ain't he he tried to disassociate himself with all those people prior to getting picked up for this Rico case. And you know, he Yeah, man, he he he's done a lot, man. He he has done a lot with the whole situation. But that is the way he's looked at it. And now he has done what everybody thought he was going to do. And the internet is killing him, man. The memes that are out here about him right now are crazy. <laughs> like, I ain't... <laughs> Like, yo, the memes out here are crazy about him right now. And and, that, and that's the thing is that it's like him snitching might might have been a troll. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of dude he was, man. That's the type of dude he was. He knows that right now that he is all over the Internet for this thing. And I don't know if, it, I mean, the way the type of troll that he was prior to going in, I would not put it past him that he's still on some trolling stuff right now. You know, but the memes that they have about the, you know, Your Honor, I know the Stingray that killed Steve. Um, the the Jesus one where the one of you will betray me, where he's in the picture. Uh, I mean, yeah, man, it's crazy. Like, I don't really know what else to say, man. You know. But you you got to do better with the people people you associate yourself with if you don't want to be involved in the situation that he's in. And I and I know that there were people, you know, a lot of people in the industry that tried to warn him about what was going on and you know how he potentially would be in the position that he's in right now. One particular person is Charlemagne and you know, from the Breakfast Club, and when Charlemagne, you know, interviewed him the first time, he let him know that this is not going to end. The way he was acting was not going to end well for him. And at that time, he was on top of the game, man. He had number one hit after number one hit, and all he had to do was just continue to make music and get money. And instead, he chose to continue to troll and continue to act like a, a street person and continue to act like a thug. And, and portray something that he really was not. And, you know, and, and now he's in the position that he is in. So, but there, there were, there were you know, people that did see this coming. Um, you know, he had to go to the extent of, of playing his songs in the courtroom and breaking down the lyrics and... And all this, that, and the third, and yeah, man, 
it's just it just doesn't look good for him right now. So whether or not he's how much time he's gonna get is a different story. But the way he's telling, like I said, on on Jim Jones, um, Cardi, Casanova, Trippy Red, his manager Shoddy. I mean, after saying all the stuff that he's saying, man, I I doubt that that dude does any time. Like, that's what it's looking like. Like, he might not do no time. So, I mean, yeah, man, it's... There's a lot of people that, that do not think that he is going to get any time after he does this whole after this whole thing is over with. Because he's been in jail for over a year, so they're probably going to give him time served. And I guess the thing now is that when he gets out, are they going to is he going to be able to continue to make music? That's what that's what the thing is. And I'm going to go out on them and say, heck no, that dude's not going to be able to make no music. But this generation is different. And there was even a dude, I think Charlie Puth, who has a song with Kehlani that I like. Uh, I think he's a producer who said that if Takashi gets out, he'll definitely produce a record by him or with him. And, man, so that just lets you know that Regardless of what, I mean, more than likely, dude's probably going to get out and continue to be able to continue to make music, and I guess we'll just see where it goes from there. Uh, yeah, man, that's pretty much all I got on that, man. Um, more of the story is this. Watch who you associate yourself with, okay? Because um, that's essentially what got him in trouble. Associating himself with people that were not really his friends. And now he's got caught up in the RICO Act and and be yourself, man. That's that's another thing. Just be yourself. There's, I mean there's nothing wrong with being yourself. If you're not um everybody's not a gangster thug, this, that and the third. If you're just a cool, cool dude, just be a cool dude, man. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing wrong with just being a regular dude, man. Like that's it. Just be yourself, man. That that would be more of the story, man. Just be yourself. You know, it's easier to be yourself than to try to be somebody else. Period. Point blank, man. Um, let's let's kind of you know get off of that that negative spotlight. Um, and the whole thing, because I don't want to content. I don't want to contribute to what he got going on and still the trolling situation and yada yada yada. Let's get on to this no no of the week, man. Um, my city is, is in the news for some crazy stuff right now. And I never thought I'd be giving a no-no to, to my city. But, yeah, man, the no-no of the week goes to the people that own the gas station. I believe it's on Marshall Ave. Um, I'm not sure what ethnicity they were, but... There were five men that attacked two black women because they put money on a leaky pump and then asked for a refund. Now, if anybody has seen the video of this, it's it's gone viral. 
These men, and let me, let, mind you, we're talking about men. Five men. I'm not sure what ethnicity they were. They weren't black men. I know that much. But they are fighting two black women. These dudes assaulted the mess out of these girls. I'm talking about, like, I've never seen nothing like this at all, man. I mean, these dudes were punching these girls, dragging them. And come on, man, like, men are considerably stronger than women. Now, don't get me wrong. These girls were fighting back. They was tough. They they didn't take it take it on the chin. They 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 were they were going back at them. But I mean, what are they supposed to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? What are they supposed to do? These men were putting their hands on them, dragging them all over the place. Um, it, it's just it's a rough it's a rough thing to watch, man. It was very tough for me to watch. Um. I think the latest is that the the attorney, or um, the latest is that the men have been charged with simple assault. And to me, that's that's not enough, man. That's it's not enough. It's for you to be able to put your hands on women like that and only get a simple assault, it basically just says that it's okay. Like it's not it's not okay. Anybody that thinks that what what those men did. Men, not the, and these weren't little boys. These were grown men. Like, oh, like openly, just openly in the public, just doing this to them. Like they basically jumped two women, man, pushing pushing the women against the cars, banging the banging the girl's head against the the side of the car. I mean, it, it's it's bad, man. It's bad. It, it is bad. These women were brutalized at that gas station. Um, the gas station, I believe, is 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 closed right now, pending the investigation. Um, people have been outside. People in the city have been outside protesting, and and that's what's up because we cannot allow this to happen to our black women. Um. And I'm glad that the city is standing up, man. I'm glad that the city is standing up for something that that we should not be allowing to happen. Um, and you know, it, Pittsburgh is 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 a very it's it's kind of you know I don't know how to, I'm trying to figure out how I want to put it in regards to like um you know the culture as far as like black and white and things like that, but Pittsburgh, we're not regarded as one of the more, um, I'm trying to figure out how I want to word this, man, because I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to word this any, you know, too crazy, but, um, there's still, there's still racism that exists in Pittsburgh, a period point blank, so I'll just say it like that, um, because for these, these men to think that it's okay to, Assault the black women, it, you know. It's it's just for some reason they they thought that that was okay. But you know, people from the outside of Pittsburgh still believe Pittsburgh is a racist city. Um, now I I for one, you know, don't experience things of that nature. Um, but you know, I'm but there are people that you know have different points of views. But um, you know. There, there are people, you know, that think that the black woman in Pittsburgh is, 
is the least protected person in the city. That is that is what a lot of people, you know, think that the black women in Pittsburgh are the least appreciative, appreciated and protected people in the city of Pittsburgh. And we just got to do a better a better job, man. Um of of just protecting our black women. Um, protecting all people, you know what I mean. Let, let's not let's not let's not put that out there. But protecting all people, but especially our black women as well. Um, these men at this, at this gas station, for what they've done, is 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 beyond me. And like I said, the fact that the city is standing up, you know, is is wonderful, man. It is wonderful. They've been outside protesting. Um, they've been outside, you know, they don't want that gas station to open back up because I mean, like I said, if you see the video, I mean, yeah, man, it's crazy, man. I mean, just, just imagine, just imagine five men fighting two, two women, like, come on, you know what that's going to look like. So if you, if you haven't seen the video, it's on social media. It's like I said, it's it's one of the tougher things to look at, and yeah, man, my city, those people, those men at the gas station, they get the no no of the week, man, because that's something I can't go for, man. Anybody that puts their hands on a woman, you know, it's just, it's just not it's just not manly stuff to do, man. So those men, yeah, believe me, if I'll tell you this much: if they go to jail, they're getting violated, man. They're getting violated. So yeah, man. So they they those those men, those five men, those five punks. Definitely get the no-no of the week for me. Um, let's go on to something more positive here. Uh, the Emmys. Okay, the Emmys. Um, shout out to Jarrell Jerome for bringing home the... Emmy for lead actor in a drama series um, for When They See Us. It, I mean, yeah, man, we we happy. We should have known it was going to happen. If anybody that's seen that, that, you know, that, that series... Yeah, man, you know. I mean, you know the the acting that he did portraying Corey Wise was was legendary. If he wouldn't have won something for that, I mean, I don't really know. You know what I mean? How much better of a job somebody could do as an actor? Um, he was the first Afro Latino to win an acting award at the Emmys. Uh, the speech he gave was was, you know. Very legendary. Um, now, I was a little bit, you know, a little bit upset that Ava DuVernay didn't win um, the Emmy for the director. Uh, she got snubbed on that. 
Okay? She definitely got snubbed on that. But but we'll you know, we'll take the win when we can get it. We'll take we'll take the victory that we can get. Um if you haven't seen When They See Us, uh the documentary about the Central Park Five, now known as the Exonerated Five, um, is very powerful, something that, you know, I've talked about before on this pod. And yeah, man, it's it's really a must, it's really must a must watch. So, uh, salute to Jarrell Jerome for bringing that home. Um, not a not a big salute to the Emmys because I think that the when they see us should have won a lot more awards. Um, but like I said, we'll take the we'll take the lead direct the lead uh, actor joint though. We'll ta- we'll definitely take that uh, as a strong victory, as a very strong victory. Um, but yeah, him portraying Corey Wise is on point, and and when you when you see Corey Wise, uh, you know on interviews and and other things that he's doing right now, it's even more understandable how great of a job Jarrell Jerome did by portraying Corey. Um, Corey was just recently on the. Uh, Breakfast Club doing an interview with Yusuf Salam, um, who was another member of the Exonerated Five. And you can see that he is still, like, very much affected by what happened. Um, the difference between Corey and the other four members of the Exonerated Five was that Corey was in a maximum security prison. Like, the other members... At the time, we're all juveniles, so they they went to basically kitty jail. Um, Corey at the time was 16, and they placed him in Rikers. So they placed him in the real deal. Like he his experience compared to the other four members of the Exonerated Five was completely different. Um. And you know, like I said, he 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 still has lingering effects from that. You can tell by the the way he talks and the way he acts, and you know, it's it's yeah. You can tell he's still dealing with that trauma. Like it's inevitable that he's still dealing with that trauma. Anybody that goes through what he went through at that young of an age, and I believe he was in jail for multiple years. But anybody that goes through that at that young of an age, you're going to be affected for the rest of your life. It's inevitable. And he, man, he's he's definitely affected, man. And and yes, yes, he he did receive um, compensation for what he went through as as well as the other members. But there's no amount of money that makes up for that. Like there's no amount of money that makes up for that. Like, I don't care what anybody says. There's there's certain things in life that happen that you like money can't make up for that. Like it, it just can't. I don't care how much you you pay a person for when certain things happen. Like money money it it, it might make you feel okay, but it's not going it's it's not going to make up for what happened. Yes, he yes he is now you know, a very rich man, but he'll never get those years of his life back. Like, there are just certain things that, regardless of what 
money cannot make up for it, man. And and no amount of money. I don't care what you pay, man. You can pay, dude, $100 million, man. It's not going to make up for the lost time that he had. It's not going to make up for lost people. Like, that stuff, does. it just doesn't happen. Like, it just doesn't work that way, man. At least not the way I'm built. You know what I mean? Like, other people, it might work for them, but not the way I'm built. So, you know, yeah, man. And, and they and they asked him on the Breakfast Club interview if he for if he forgave uh, the DA that charged him and the judge and all those people. And I'm I'm and his answer was no. And I was glad his answer was no because you can't never forgive those people for that. You can you can never forgive those people for that, man. There's just certain things you just can't. You know what I mean? You just can't get over, it, man. Like when you're done wrong. And and all and all people want to do is try to give you an apology when you are done so wrong. Nah, man, it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't work that way. Like I, you know what I mean? I just don't. Yeah, man. I mean, and yeah, they tried to pay him off, but nah, man. Forget y'all. I don't. I mean, I'm using a different word than forget y'all, but yeah, forget y'all. If I'm him. Ain't no apology, ain't no amount of money making up for what y'all did. If I'm the rest of those members of the Exonerated Five, no, nah, man, forget all y'all. Ain't nothing, you know what I mean? Ain't nothing y'all can do that's going to change what y'all already did when y'all were so wrong. So wrong. Ain't no amount of money making up for that, man. Ain't no apology making up for that. And yeah, I'm getting yeah, I'm getting a little heated. I, you know, let me let me tone it down a little bit because I, I I just don't like I mean I just don't like when people are just done wrong for no reason. Okay, I just don't like when people are done wrong for no reason. And and then they try to you know what I mean give you money to try to make up for it. Nah, man, nah, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. Should have never done it in the first place. Um. Yeah, let me let me tone it down a little bit. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. So, salute to Jarrell Jerome, Ava DuVernay, uh, Exonerated Five. Congratulations, man. I hope y'all keep you know pushing the envelope, man. Keep keep making your voices being heard, um, and keep you know trying to battle out for the other people that may be out here accused of things that they have not been done, that they have not done, and are stuck in a system that they cannot get out of. That goes along with the reform, with the Meek, with the Free Meek documentary and the, and the prison reform, all that, man. Keep speaking out, Central Park Five, Exonerated Five. We, we need y'all, man. Keep leading the, keep leading the, uh, the wave because that, that uh, judicial system, justice system, they think it's okay to do you wrong, and then, and then let you out after you know what I mean. It's been found out that you did nothing wrong, and then they just think it's okay. And then you just going about the rest of your life. No, man, it's not. It's not okay. It's not cool. Um, and and I'm I'm getting a little heated. So let me go ahead and switch lanes, man. Let me go ahead and switch lanes because I'm getting a little heated, man. Um, power. Yeah, let me let me get on the power. I haven't talked to y'all about power since I, I believe the the uh, the season, yeah, the first episode. 
I guess. Yeah, so we ain't really had a power recap since the first episode. Um, I like, yeah, I mean, I like where we're going. The last couple episodes, I, I like where we're going with, with the season. Uh, there's been a lot that's been going on. A lot of people have been dying. Um, the most recent person to die was Proctor, uh, Ghost and Tommy's attorney. And man, was it a rough scene to watch. Oh, it was so depressing. Proctor was a stand-up dude, man. Proctor was a stand-up dude, but he got himself in too deep. And I knew, and it's spoiler alert, so if you haven't watched the episode, you might want to cut off the podcast right now. It's a spoiler alert. I knew when he when he told that he was going to die, man. I I I just knew it. Um, man, it was tough, man. And Sax, he's a jerk. He got to be the next person to die. Everybody else in their whole unit has died. Sax, you up next. It's o- it's only a matter of time. Okay. Uh, yeah, but Proctor bodied that scene though. I mean the whole. Him with the gun shooting back at Tommy and and then the phone call to his daughter. Um, yeah, man, it was, it was it was very heartfelt, very rough, rough to watch, man. Like like you kind of felt that in your soul for real. Because when he told he told his daughter to go to his uncle Benny's house, and then she said, Well, will I see you there? And he said, No. Oh man, it was oh my goodness, my heart just dropped. Cause he, I mean, he knew, he knew he wasn't making it out of that house, man. He knew Tommy was going to kill him. He had ran out of bullets. He knew his fate was inevitable. And boy, oh boy, did that that thing hurt, man. Ah oh, man. Um, sheesh, Louise, man. But Sax, Sax getting everybody killed, man. Okay, he he's getting everybody killed. He he's got to go. I don't know when when he going to die. If if he makes it to the end of the season, I will be highly surprised. Highly surprised. Okay, because they you know they keep bringing this this fake little new Angela chicken. Uh, I forget what her name is. The new other little lady cop. So I can see Sachs slowly you know getting his way out of there, but. Um, but right now, man, I was loving the development of Tariq. He had a lot going on. Like, and now, I mean, you know, he was making his own waves as a man. I, I liked where the relationship with him and 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 uh, the girlie from down the down the hall in the dorm room was going. And what do you know, man? The girl turns around and sets Tariq up and snitches on him and gets him kicked out of school. Oh, come on, man. Man, come on, man. I, you know what? I was so upset at that. Um, I was really upset at that, man. I really was because I, I liked the relationship that her and, and Tariq was having. And I just like where it was going. And then for some reason, she she decided to take Tariq down, man. And I'll never know why. But Tariq knows it was her by evidence of the king being knocked over on the chessboard since they always used to play chess together. So he knows it's her. And 
the way Tariq is built right now, he's killing her. So that's going to be his second body. He's not letting her get away with that. At least I don't think he is. I mean, I doubt it. He's not letting her get away with that. That's going to be his second body. It's inevitable. If she does get away with that, I'll be highly, highly surprised. Um, now, let's get the ghost, man. Uh, ghost, you know, he's he's doing his best to stay out the game. He finally confronted Jason. He finally, you know, stopped letting Jason extort him. I'm not giving you no more money. I'm not in the game. I'm not killing Tommy. And I'm, I'm glad Ghost stood up for himself. And now he can, you know, go on about the rest of his business. Um, he did try to kill Tommy, which was a bold attempt, man. My goodness. That dude rammed that ambulance right into the right into Tommy. Right into he ran to his truck right into uh Tommy and the ambulance. And man, he went for it. He definitely tried to take Tommy out. But I, I can't see any reason any way that either one of them kill each other. But moving forward though, now I mean, if you've seen it, Tariq was slinging for the Italians. And I knew that the Italians were going to be a problem. And and Tommy should have killed them when he stepped to them before. But it wasn't the time. So now they done stole Tariq. They done kidnapped Tariq. And they want $2 million. And now Ghost and Tommy together. Finally, they back together. They working together. And I do like that. Uh, hopefully they don't kill each other while working together to try to get this money up for Tariq. But, you know, ho- hopefully that... uh. That turns into something. So it's like I said, I like where the season is going, man. I like where the season is going. Tasha got her thing going on where she's starting to, you know, make her own money. Keisha and Tasha then then completely flip role reversals. Um, when this, you know, when the whole thing power first started, Tasha was the the rich one with the the drug dealer boyfriend, all the designer stuff, and Keisha was the struggling single single mom. And now Keisha's the 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 person with the drug dealer boyfriend with all the designer stuff. And now Tasha's the drug the, you know, the single single mom trying to find her way. So I like I kinda like where that's been going. Um I like the the role reversal. So that's that's been very good. Um yeah, man, power, man. Strong show, man. Very strong show. Um I like where we're going. There's still so I believe there's I believe there's sixteen or fifteen episodes and I think we got five or t- ten episodes left or something. I think that was episode five. So some people think there's only five episodes left, but I'm pretty sure um, 50 Cent said there were 16 episodes of this season. So I just can't imagine where they're going after this because right now it's, it's man, right now it's must-watch TV. So salute the power, salute the Courtney Kemp and the writers for holding it down. R.I.P. Joseph Proctor, um, go ahead and join uh, Angela up in Power Heaven, man. It's it's a it's a nice, comfortable place to be at, man. It, it's a it's a nice it's very nice gated community up there, okay. Um, along with Raina, man. Salute to all three of them. Uh, man, I got a couple minutes left, man. So let me kind of do my little. End of the podcast sports breakdown. And man, my Steelers are struggling, man. Man. 0-3. Should have beat the 49ers last game. We had five turnovers. 
and lost the game, man. Five turnovers and lost the game. <sighs> Come on, man. Man, is it frustrating. Um, Because we ain't used to losing like this, man. Since Mike Tomlin been there, we ain't never had a losing season. So I don't expect us to have a losing season this season. But we got to get this thing turned around very soon. I knew it was going to be rough without Ben. Um, and, and I knew we were going to have some adjustments. But we haven't looked bad. That's the thing. We have really not looked all that bad. But we have no wins to show for it. I mean, so and at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're 0-3. So we got to find a way to, to get a win, man. We got to find a way to get a win. We play Cincinnati this week. Monday night, Monday night football, so we're prime time. I, I think I think this is our this is our week right here, man. This is our week. It appears as if they they took the training wheels off of Mason Rudolph in the second half of the Forty ers game. In the first half, they were scared to even let him play. Now we had had two turnovers inside the Forty ers fifty, and we came away with six points. That's unacceptable, but that's also because the play calling, you know, we we were scared that we were scared to make plays. We were scared to, you know what I mean. We were playing to protect Rudolph, rather than playing to 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 win the game. And in the words of Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. Okay, and and a lot of people are mad at, at James Conner for that fumble in the fourth quarter, but there's six seven minutes left on the clock. We're up 20 to 17, and we're trying to run the clock out. No, it's not time to run the clock out. You run the clock out with two or three minutes left, not with seven or six minutes left. We should have been trying to go down and score. It was 20 to 17. We were winning. We have the ball. Six, seven minutes left. A touchdown puts the game out of reach. We go up 27-17. Even a field goal at that point gives us a six-point lead. But you're not going to keep the ball for six, seven minutes, okay? It's not going to happen. I mean, not the way not the way we've been playing, okay? So I'm not even putting that, that fumble on Connor because we should not have been running the ball right there. We should have been throwing the ball till we got past the 50 or we got in the field goal range, and then we should have been running the ball. Okay, what got us to lead in the second half was Rudolph throwing the ball. So, come on, man. Let's get it together, uh, Randy Fitchner. Okay? Mike got the defense playing playing fairly defen- decent. The pickup of Minka Fitzpatrick uh, paid dividends as soon as he came on the field. He had an interception and a fumble recovery. Okay? And and, and, and Mike's keeping this thing afloat right now, man. But but the play call on the offense, it, it's got to get better, man. It's It's got, it's got to get better. Or we're going to have to bring back Todd Haley or something, man. Or Bruce Arians or something, man, because the play calling got to get better, man. It it has to. Um. So let let's get it together, man. Here we go, Steelers, man. We get we 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 turn this thing around this week. We turning this thing around this week, and then we are gonna go on a run. So we are gonna win Monday, and then we are gonna win the next two or three games, and we are gonna be back to five hundred, and then we are gonna see what we can do the rest of the season. All right. So. Um, hey, I only got a couple couple seconds left, man. That's all I got for y'all today, folks. My time is up. I'm going to get ready to get my day started. 
Um, peace and blessings. Uh, Asa La Vista, Riva Durce. Deuces.